What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Fresh Takes Gaming Podcast, episode 43. I'm your host, Evan. Joined with me tonight is a last-minute special guest co-host, Holden DePardo from the Respawn Aim Fire podcast in Affable Idiots production, would you call it? Is that correct? Yep, absolutely. All right, all right. Absolutely, yeah. So, welcome. Thank you for uh, deciding to fill in at the very last minute, because unfortunately, Nick had some things come up. You know, he is a business owner, and when, you know, shit hits the fan, he has to kind of cover for things. So, that's what leads us to uh, this evening with Holden, who joined us two years ago? Yeah, it's been a while. On Mixer. Yeah. <laughs> Rip Mixer. Um, <laughs> So welcome, buddy. How are things going? No, they're going really great. Thanks for thanks for having me, dude. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Um, well, this is a podcast about the gaming industry news, kerfuffles, debacles, etc. We uh pretty much break it up in a couple sections. We have our patch notes to talk about the show, what's going on, what we've been playing or watching or listening to. It doesn't matter. We just kind of open forum for that, and then we'll go into video, any of the uh, interesting interesting news topics for the week. And we'll wrap up with our overarching uh, general topic and wrap up then with unpopular opinion. Our One of our most favorite sections of our show, based on the very few comments and feedback we've received. <laughs> People like it. So that's that's the, uh, you know, if you're new here, that's the flow of the show. Um, if you want to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Gaming. Also, if you go to any audio podcast platform, we are there. Just search Fresh Takes Gaming. And if you want to support the show, we'll support this face and Nick's face, which I may superimpose and post over top of Holden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can support us on our buymeacoffee.com page. That's buymeacoffee.com slash support FTG. You can do a one-time buy us a coffee for three bucks, or you can subscribe monthly as a member. You'll get some membership perks with that, such as early access to the show random raffle drawings for swag and you can go over there and check out the rest of the membership perks so we're gonna get into it nothing new going on with the show really i mean we talked last episode that we're gonna be doing a community plays event with brawlhalla um which because it's cross-platform it is private lobbies you can set up and up to eight player multiplayer at once and it's like a free to play and it's free that's the other thing low low cost barrier to entry on this guys so uh, so that's what we're going to be doing. Date has yet to be determined. Some things have been uh, going on in our personal lives that's kind of kept me from creating some uh, some promo stuff for it for social media and whatnot and actually solidifying a date. So be on the lookout for that. We will post it and we'll get that going. So All again, the adulting. Oh, so dude. adulting. Dude, so much adulting. I don't, dude, like <laughs> more, more than you can imagine right now. So yes. But we're going to get into uh, what we've been playing. So, Holden, the floor is yours. What have you been playing, watching, listening to, etc.? This is going to be really short. Uh, nothing. <laughs> I haven't had time adulting. I've just been too, I've been too busy. I have been watching Ozark, though, which is phenomenal. That, game, that show is awesome. My father-in-law has told me I need to watch that. He's like, this show is crazy. He's like, you need to watch it. It's good. I was like, okay. And I've never gotten around to it yet. From episode one, it, it's one of those, <laughs> oh, holy fuck, it's one of those shows. And gotcha. you're just like, it's really good. Okay. It, yeah. It gets compared to Breaking Bad a lot, and I understand the comparisons, but it's, it's, a, it's a different show. It's, I think it's a different enough show. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So how far in are you right now? So I had 
um, started and I got to like season three and then I stopped and now I'm kind of going back and rewatching it again. And it definitely is better on the rewatch because you kind of learn to appreciate the character more. So I, I just finished season one. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going back. That's awesome, dude. I'll have to, again, so this is the second, you're the second person that's recommended. So I definitely need to check it out uh, for sure. I haven't been playing, honestly, much of anything. Um, dabbling in a little bit of Apex. I know some of the new stuff got announced for the next season, new character, all, all that stuff. Um, I'm excited for that. It looks interesting because they're tying more to the Titanfall universe, which I am a huge fan of. Um, Absolutely. So I'm very happy about that. And I'm happy about the new mode, the 3v3 arenas. That should be interesting. I don't know how sweaty it's going to be there. If it's going to be like old school Destiny Trials or or what. But um, we'll see. We'll see how that, that new mode goes. So we played a little Apex. Um, a still slow burning Cyberpunk. Like, I don't want it to stop. Oh, man. Like. I'm at like I'm doing so much side stuff. Like I haven't looked at the hours in, so I've pretty much just kind of finished out the Pan Am, like side yeah. missions, right? Those are good. I like those. They are good. They are good. So I finished out a bunch of those. Um, I have to go meet Takamura for the, uh, basically to set up these floats or something. I'm trying to remember. You know this. You You're know I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, like stuff's I, getting ready to go down. I think yeah. it's, it's good. It's, yeah, stuff goes down for sure. It's it's <clears> a really good game. It deserves the criticism, but it is also a very good game. Correct. I'm in the, kind of the same boat. Like I, you know, everybody kind of dunked on it at first because yes, it shouldn't be released this way. You know, blah 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 blah. And we were on board with that. Yes, it should not have been released this way. It's it was super shitty that they did that. It wasn't the devs' fault. This was some board members and BS of like, oh, we need to push this out. We have a deadline. It's been delayed. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yes, we've talked about that at nauseam on, on the show, but it's still a great <laughs> game. It, it is a spectacle to behold. Like, as far as... The, yeah. The, I mean, voice acting's great. The visuals are amazing. You know... I mean, what are you playing on? PC. PC, okay, yeah. So you yeah. have a better experience. So, I'm on PS5, so I haven't had a lot of the like crazy slowdowns or anything like that. I just kind of experience crashes once in a while. Then other than okay, that, it's good. Okay. I'm assuming it's probably the same for you on PC. Yeah, not too many crashes. Um, after the patches, um, at first there was some for sure, and I had some very weird um, like AI things happen in the game. Like I yeah. somehow created like an infinite loop of car accidents. So, <laughs> so I was, um, I was on like an overpass and I jumped down and this one car swerved to go around me and another car ran to the back of it and then another car and then another car and then another car. And, but they would like disappear after one hit the other. And it was like this infinite loop of car. I'm like, Am I seeing this right right now? Like, what is ha is this like? Because you don't know. Is this part of the game? Is this like one of those weird artifacts of the game, or is it really just the game is broken? <laughs> Absolutely, there are some parts of the game where you're like, oh, actually, it makes sense why it's glitching out because like the like. Have you done the Delamain side quest yet? Yes, some of them. Some of them I have. I yeah, like some of those cars glitch out, mm -hmm. and it's purposeful because you're like broken AI, so it makes it makes sense. But then it makes you question things in the game, and you're like, "Is this just broken AI in the game?" Or <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, you don't is know. AI in the game, <laughs> they've done such a good job of immersion that you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've been slow burning that still. Um, but I've watched the movie Nobody. 
Oh, I heard that's great. Dude, it is a fucking ride, bro. It is so good. It is so good. I, I don't want to do any spoilers or anything like that. See, it is just good, man. Like, that's... It is, like, one of those, like, you get a bag of popcorn and just sit down and just just enjoy it. So... Um, I've been Kirk always, so I'm definitely watching that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the other movie, I watched the new Mortal Kombat, too. Oh, same here. What did you think of it? Are you a fan of Mortal Kombat? Like, do you play the games? Because I don't. I have no experience. Yes, um, I haven't played the most recent one, Eleven. Um, I played X, um, and pretty much everything before that too. Uh, okay. I, there's some, there's some hits and some misses with it, right? Like, I like that you're doing this as kind of like a, like almost not really a prequel, but like it's almost like a origin story, I guess, for the characters more or less. Um, but the the gore was crazy. Like they showed fatalities, how they needed to be showed in a movie. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm on board with this. Um, some of the acting was okay. You know, the acting could have been better in some areas. Kano saved it. The actor that played Kano, like absolutely <laughs> saved hilarious. it. He was flipping hilarious. <laughs> um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, how they changed the whole, like their abilities and stuff, how they, kind of pulled that in and their riff on that I was like okay <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like okay that's cool I guess you know whatever I was happy to I will say like my favorite character to play as in the games is Kung Lao and I was like I was very happy to see Kung Lao in the movie um, just because I've he's my favorite character in the games so uh, yeah so what about you man I don't think? have any experience with the games, so like I don't have that like attachment or understanding of the characters in any other way other than mm-hmm. what I saw in the movie. So the origin story kind of worked for me um, in that way, but I, I liked it a lot. I mean, it's obviously a really dumb movie, but it kind of walks that line really well for me where it's kind of ridiculous, but when it takes itself seriously, I think it does it in like a fun enough way mm-hmm. where like they just have this just completely bombastic action sequences. Like you were saying, the gore is way over the top, they just they they lean into that really well. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, not to spill too much, but like the hat is spinning. Yep, and that's that, that was awesome. That's one that of his awesome. fatalities in the game. Oh, is, is it? Yeah, that's literally throws throw, the Kung yeah. throws his hat down. And it's spinning, and you know, slicey slice. <laughs> I want more. I want. Yeah, I want them I, to make uh, more of yeah. it. I don't want to say too much about like where it might go based on what fans of Mortal Kombat have told me. But like based on what fans have told me, I'm excited to see what those yes. next things. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for it too. All honesty, um, because again, it was it was a fun movie. I mean, yeah, was it like a, is it gonna win any awards? Probably not, but it doesn't mean it's less enjoyable. You know, yeah, there's plenty of movies yeah. I've watched that don't win awards that I absolutely love. You know, of course, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it because apparently there's a total of three I heard or read lined up that they're trying to do so. Wait, three more after this, or three? Or two more, two more, three more, three total. Okay. Yep. So we'll see. We'll that see what be... happens with that. That would, that would, yeah, for sure. Um, the effects were great. Like the ice with Sub Zero was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they nailed that. The the lore behind Scorpion Sub Zero's rivalry, I think they did that pretty well. Um, according to you know lore in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And the fighting was good. Fighting was good. Oh yeah. It's all I mean, great. It's all good. 
I felt, I mean, again, I'm not a Mortal Kombat like, person. I'm experienced with it, a, a lot at least. But it felt like it, it's kind of what it needed in terms of the tone it was going for and the set pieces, like how the combat played out. Like it's, It felt like it, it was what it needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. It is, it is what it needed to be. Um, so that's, that's what's been going on with me, man. Like, that's what I've been playing. That's what I've been watching. Been listening to some new music. You know, I always listen to music, you know, I'm, I'm a drummer, so I always listen to music, but this isn't a music podcast. I actually guest co-host on a different <laughs> music podcast that my buddy hosts oh, cool. and does. So, but that's not what this is about. It's about video games. <laughs> so I don't know anything about music either, so <laughs> I know nothing. What good are you, damn it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that's uh that's that's our passion section. We're gonna go ahead and get to the news here. Um, starting with things. Things. So many things. Nine thousand player games is the thing. So, um, and honestly, just before this show, um, yeah, I'll talk about it, is a game called Scavengers. So this comes to us from PC Gamer. Um, we have some friends over there. We really don't. It's just an inside joke. Um, <laughs> from James Davenport. Uh, 9,000 player games are right around the corner, and here's what one looks like. The Scavengers experimental Scav Lab mode can support over 9,000 players in the same space. We've seen it in action. So, uh, Scavengers does the usual multiplayer thing pretty well. It's a unique spin on large-scale competitive multiplayer like Battle Royale meets Survival Game meets Far Cry. For the rundown on what Scavengers is and why I think it could be a surprise multiplayer hit, check out my video preview, whatever. Um, basically, uh, right now the population in the game is limited to 60 players. Um, but yes, they have toyed around with 9,000 players, um, which is not necessarily realistic. They say it would be a mess with that many players in there, but they're pushing what they're doing with that sandbox environment. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy to me. I mean, I'm not, there's a whole big article here, but just talking about it. But, I mean, there's some elements of Apex, Titanfall, um, Division in a way, I feel, I think. So, I literally just played one round of this game before we went live, and I enjoyed it. It run. That's my question. Because that's un- that's unprecedented. Nine thousand players. Yeah. Or really anywhere <laughs> above, like fifty, is Cor- unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how it runs, and I don't have the specs. It doesn't say what specs they're running it on either. Um, to generate, you know, that that is a lot of data. To generate visually on any RTX card, even like it's like <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, true. I hadn't thought about I was thinking about like the latency and like getting to a server and all these people being on the same server. But you're right; like it, it'd be hard to even just have nine thousand NPCs in uh, open world game, like say Cyberpunk or something. Yeah, yeah. I even thought about that. So. I played the normal mode. It was 60, 60 players. Um, and it's a combination of PVE and PVP, which is pretty cool. So you kind of, you just kind of spawn in with nothing. Like you have no weapon, no gear. There is, um, NPCs in there that will try to kill you as well. So you kill them. You can scavenge them for, um, 
parts, gear, and then there's other little like huts that you'll go in, and there's like crates, and you'll you know scavenge those, basically collecting resources. Um, after you get so many resources through looting, killing, etc., you level up, and then you can unlock your special weapon or an ability. So you'll pull up a menu for that and start crafting that while you're still playing, and then it has like you'll it has a little countdown timer on it. So you're like, oh, it takes gonna take twenty seconds for my special weapon to uh, materialize that I can use it. I um, mean, you have it's almost it's class based. It's also has it's also class based. So right now there's three characters. You have like a sniper. You have like uh, a medic style class that has like a uh, healing AOE kind of effect that they can do. And then you have one that's more of a um, running gun um, shielding type that'll throw up like a dome shield um, around an area. But as you go, you're also trying to find these points to collect resources, but you have to stay near that resource while it's like mining it and people are coming after you. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. And then the final part of the, the match is there's an escape ship. And that's why it reminds me of Titanfall, because you have to get to the escape ship in Titanfall 2. That's one of the best parts of Titanfall. Oh, dude, isn't it that last rush to the ship? Like, yeah. Yep. So there It is... makes lose. It really does. It really does. That's absolutely correct. Uh, so you, you get to the ship, you open this hatch, and then you go in. And then the other part of this, too, there could be other players that are also in the ship, and you're duking it out inside the ship. So you go from this big open world arena type thing and now you're in close quarters at the very end just it's pretty yeah. cool yeah it's it's i would say definitely give it a shot it's in early access open alpha or beta early access and uh, it's pc only right now yes i believe so um let me look does it make mention in the article i don't think it does um because it said that it's early access I got. I saw a thing. That said, yeah, it said Steam and Epic Game Store. So, yeah, PC womp only. womp PC only right now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, fire it up on that MacBook, bro. It can handle it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, it, maybe. I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't owned I mean, a Mac in a while, so I have a Pro, so it has like a dedicated graphics card inside of it. So it's not like most Macs has integrated graphics, right? But I've I've never played a game on it before. I have no idea how to run. Hmm. And this is we're at an impasse. Max versus PC again, you know. Um. But no, it's it's really <laughs> fun. I if 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 anybody's listening to this and you're on PC, go check it out. It's I think it's promising. Um. And it has some movement elements of Apex, so you can like run down a hill and crouch, and you'll start sliding, which is really cool. Um. Some some weird glitchiness with this, you know, private servers and stuff that I've had. There's some lag, but overall, definitely fun. Excited to see. And obviously, they're not going to go full bore on this 9,000 players, but they're pushing the limits of what the engine and the environment can do. So, which is kind of cool to see. I've never seen that for a uh, a battle royale game with 9,000 people. So. No, in fact, I remember when Stadia was announced. They said, "Oh, one of the things we can do with this." cloud console is have multiplayer games of up to a thousand players and they're doing this it sounds like without that kind of cloud console approach so yeah. that's that's really impressive yeah absolutely absolutely and thank you for the great segue we're going to skip ahead a couple things to stadia 
setting them up for me, brother. Stadia is getting <laughs> two new features. I doubt it. It works, though, man. We're you know we're skipping ahead a few stories because you set it up so well for me. Uh, Stadia is getting two new features it should have had on day one. Um, this comes to us from AndroidPolice.com, and basically it says, uh, "Where is it?" Basically. Stadia is now being giving you the ability to sort and filter your library and search. Who the thunk? Really pushing the boundaries of what Google is capable of with search. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like, there's been a lot of episodes on here where we, we, we shit on Stadia so hard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> okay, okay. So, like, I feel like I've taken my turn plenty of times. I want you to take a turn shitting on Stadia on the show. <laughs> well, like, I, I want cloud consoles to be a thing. I think it'd be a good thing for the industry overall. But, like, how did they fuck it up as badly as they did? And this is a prime example of this. Not including search from day one. Granted, they didn't have a lot of games to search through to begin with. But that's, like, their bread and butter. That is what they do as a company. It just doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't have included that from the beginning. They could literally just take the code of Google and say, only search in this one site, our site, done. That's like a days of work. That's not even that hard. Like, <laughs> it was probably more complicated than that. But like, you get my point. Like, it, it couldn't have been that hard for them. Um, so it's just, it's sad. It's really tragic what's happening with Stadia. It, it really is. And I, it, you know, I've said it before, like, when it was um, Project Stream in the early infancy of it, I was, in, I was in that beta, right? I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey via the cloud, and I was like, I was so on board with it. I was like, this shit is the fucking future. Like, it was such a good experience, right? Considering I didn't have a console or a PC. It was a Chrome tab, like, in an internet connection. That was it. And I was just like, this is awesome. And yeah. then when they launched, not so awesome. It was it was embarrassingly bad. I mean, there were so many features that they they promised, but they weren't able to deliver on. Um, they don't. They're the biggest issues. They don't have any games that are exclusive. To them. There's no reason to go there and buy your games from them. Yeah, and they they shit can their their studio that was going to make exclusives for them. Yeah. That so, was their biggest mistake by far. By yes. far, that's their biggest mistake, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, agree. I don't think. I don't think cloud gaming is going to be like a mainstream thing for at least another 10 years. And they needed to set it up so that by the time it became mainstream, they had a slew of games available to say, hey, buy from us because Amazon's going to be the front line and they're spending like $500 million a year just making content for their their service so they're gonna have stuff there microsoft uh, we all know what they're doing just to set up for it yeah and google's gonna be left uh in in third place i mean cloud gaming could be huge to the point where the big three of gaming becomes google microsoft and amazon mm -hmm. like they could have positioned themselves for it and they didn't they yeah. they they floundered i mean who maybe they'll turn around but i don't have a lot of faith at this point yeah, I think going back to what you said, like killing off the uh, Stadia Game Studio, you know, that was set up by Jade Raymond, right? Like they were around for two years, roughly. Not even that, yeah. 18 months, two years. 
I'm like, you know, if you want someone, a studio, like, started from scratch to build an exclusive IP that, that competes with the AAA titles that are out there, it's going to take more than 18 months to two years. Like, how do you, how do you not realize that? Like, look at, look at God of War for Sony. Like, that took five, seven years, some, somewhere in there. Especially when it being a cloud infrastructure they're working with, you can make different types of games than you could have potentially on a traditional local PC or mm -hmm. console or yeah. even switch. You can make something really, really unique. That's going to take a little bit more time to even figure out, okay, well, what are, what, what kind of strings can we pull at here that we couldn't pull on Xbox and PlayStation? Uh, and that's going to take more time. They just, this is what, this is what Google does. They just, they pull out too early. Story of my life. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> pull out too early. Uh, but no, it's true. Like they, they, they. You know, there is a, there's a, like almost a parody website, but it's not really a parody because it's all true. It's called, uh, I think it's called Killed by Google. Yep. Oh, and I've been through the. Oh, you've been through there. Okay, yeah. So you're familiar. It's just an ongoing list of every product or project or service that Google has killed off, um, since its, you know, inception. And it's yeah. sad. It's sad. What could happen is, so one thing that Google does is like when they get rid of a service is they don't get rid of the technology. They just get rid of the brand. So like mm -hmm. here's an example of this. It's like Google Wave. You used to be able to like send messages back and forth to your friends, but you could see what was being typed live in the moment. Yeah. Google Wave is gone, but that technology is just built into Google Docs. Yes. That's, so the technology exists. Mm -hmm. They just rebranded it or incorporated it into something that's a better selling product. Mm -hmm. But with like this, I don't know what they could do that with. Are they going to sell like a licensed engine for cloud services or like users I, like what are they going to do because i don't think they'll get rid of the technology completely it no could be really I, that, yeah it could be yeah that, that's something they could they could farm you know say just farm that out as a service to to game devs you know yeah, like exactly yeah you set up your instance you know instead of you know azure with microsoft you set up a stadia instance or, or whatever for mm -hmm. for you for your game um but yeah man it was just it was it was so promising um and I agree with you about them canceling the studio. Like, even if they put out, like, give them some extra time to put out some exclusive, like, I don't take this the wrong way, but, like, pseudo-indie type titles. Like, indies are huge now. Yeah. Indies are huge. At least in my opinion, from my purview, it's, it, the indies are a huge thing now. Like, I play probably more indie games than I do, like, AAA or major dev games. Like, most recent one I started playing was uh, a couple weeks ago. Start playing Narita Boy on Xbox Game Pass, dude. So good, so good. Or games that you have games like Dead Cells, The Messenger, Celeste. You have all these awesome indie games that have really brought light to indies. Like, why doesn't the Wednesday just be like, hey, let's just do some indie type games? You know, we don't need a AAA yet. We can work, keep working on that. We're just gonna put out some exclusive indie titles. Yeah, they have some, but they're just not marketing them, and and. Yeah. And some of them are available on other platforms. Mm. Just it's tough. It's really yeah. they're in a tough spot. They really are. And I, like you said, I think you know I've brought up before the their their pricing model doesn't make sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he, basically, your 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 cloud Steam like that's like you're I'm paying full price for a game just to be able to play it on Stadia. Like that didn't sit well with me when it launched, and they announced it. So I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like a ten dollar a month service," and they're like, "No, you're still paying for the actual games." So I was like, 
what wait what yeah if they had like ten dollar game pass and then they had their store as well i think that would have been a better balance mm-hmm. they treated it way too much like just a normal console especially when i think it's what it maxes out at 720p for free so it's mm-hmm. like hey we have this really powerful you know cloud console which technically is on par with a playstation 5 it, it really is it's on par with that yeah but at 720p, you're not seeing the benefits of that, and you're already streaming it to begin with, so there's a little bit more latency, there's a little bit more lag, so you're just like, it's a worse experience, same price. Yeah. That's not a good model. It's not. It's really not. Right now, it it yeah. might change, who knows? Right now, yeah. not a good model. Especially with, I mean, not to, to verbally fillet Microsoft, but like Game Pass, man, like, it's you, you can't fucking compete with that right now. Or you need to, that, that is, that is the gold standard that you need to compete with right now just to stay relevant. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, Rip Stadia, I don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) It's, I wanted it to be good. I really did. And uh, it just, just wasn't, just wasn't. Like, fucking search, bro. Search. (laughs) Like, you're, you're, like what your company is founded on like how you got any notoriety like search how is it not in it's in all your other products how did you fail to put it in your gaming product oh god the worst anyway enough about stadia let's talk about xbox yeah this comes to us from comicbook.com friends over there you know tyler fisher me and him go way back so microsoft has supposedly picked up Yet another substantial exclusive for the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, and possibly the Xbox One, as well, depending on whether or not the game is cross-gen release. Unlike the PS- PS5, the Xbox Series X and S don't actually have exclusive games, but they have a growing list of console exclusives. The biggest of these games, Halo Infinite, Fable 4, and Perfect Dark Reboot, aren't out yet, and in the case of the latter two, they probably won't be out for a while. Halo Infinite is set to release this year, and apparently, it won't be the only big Xbox console exclusive. Many reports claim Starfield isn't releasing this year, but a new one not only claims that, but confirms that Xbox and Bethesda have no intention of releasing the game on PlayStation consoles. Yes, da 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 According to Insider, Starfield is an Xbox exclusive, and he's very confident in this. Uh, this comes from Randall Thor, who is an Xbox insider. Adding to this, they note that Microsoft is aiming to have the game out this holiday, though it sounds like this is very much up in the air. Quote, I've been told by very reliable people that Starfield was 100% an Xbox exclusive, said Randall Thor. I've even made bets about it, and I don't bet unless I know I'm willing to bet. So I'm really confident that Starfield is only releasing on Xbox when it does, and I've been told as well that Microsoft is trying their hardest to get the game out for this holiday. They really want Starfield out this holiday. I mean, you bet, you bet, bro. Yeah, I, I buy into all of that. 100%. 100%. I think it's coming this year. We're going to see it at E3. And I think it's going to be Xbox exclusive. Unless Sony already had a contract to have it available on PlayStation. Uh, something like that. That'd be the yeah. only chance. Other than that, if there's no contract, even if it's a PS5 version of the game, like at the studio, not happening. All bets not are off. Happen. Yeah. All bets are off. Um, yeah. I. Do, well, that leads to another question. Do you think E3 is really like happening? Like E3 seems to be a dying thing ever, over the last two years. Happening. I think they they've announced it's happening. Their studios are going to be there. 
So it's, it's it actually going to be a physical event or is it going to be a virtual oh, pandemic? Digital, digital yeah, event, a digital right? pandemic event, yeah. Which that kind of. I mean, there's definitely some pros to it. Like, I can sit in my PJs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just sit in my PJs <laughs> and chill, man. Like, what's up? <laughs> you know, I could have Cheeto fingers and don't got to worry about being judged, you know? Like. <laughs> but no, um, I think, yeah, with, with the, uh, the ZeniMax acquisition that Microsoft did, this, I mean, this is a no-brainer, I think, to me. Like, this, this tracks. Yeah. So. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, are you, do you own a Microsoft Xbox Series X or S, or are you still on a one? I have an Xbox One, and um, here's how much I use it. Um, I needed a power cable, like, first, I can't remember, something else. So I literally just took it from my Xbox because I haven't <laughs> turned it on in forever. Oh, my God. Okay, but why is that? Um, Because I, I don't have any, like, you know, animus towards Microsoft. Xbox is a great console. No way. Sure, like, sure, sure. It's good stuff. Um, there's just not games on there that I want to play that I can't already get on my PlayStation 5. And at this point, if I have a PlayStation 5, I would absolutely rather have uh, play on my PlayStation 5. That's fair. Hey, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. I didn't know if there was like a specific reason or or not, but that that's fine. That's yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It, it's all good, brother. Like I've, you know, I stopped uh, PlayStations after my uh, PlayStation 3 experience. Um, so it sounds like something happened. It wasn't good. Like, oh, no. Here, here's the thing. Okay, and I've... I've, I've, <laughs> I've gotten on Nintendo about the same sort of thing. But I understand. I, awards, but if you talk bad about my Nintendo, I, I know, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tread lightly. I'm gonna tread lightly. No, no, I know no. you love, love Nintendo and no, you, and and all. I'm critical of them too. All the, yeah, all the be, Animal Crossings and the Pokemans and all that stuff. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But in all honesty, um, when I bought the PlayStation Three, I had Heavenly Sword, Resistance, Fall of Man. I think it was the it was the first resistance game. Yeah. Right? So. And I also had an Xbox 360 at the time. Okay? So I'm, I'm I had no affinity to one or the other. Except online gaming. That's mm-hmm. that's where PlayStation lost me there. During that, at that, that generation. Time, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to play online multiplayer resistance full of man. I bought their awesome, like whatever price it was at the time. Bluetooth, like over ear, just single ear Bluetooth microphone headset thing was a piece of shit. It, <laughs> it, it, it always like lost connection with the console. The audio was super choppy all the time, or you didn't hear anybody when you're trying to play an FPS game. That's team based. It was just, it was a horrible experience. And I was just like, I'm done with PlayStation because here I go over to Microsoft they fucking nailed it. Like it was rock oh, solid. Out all the issues. Yeah, it was perfected at that point. Yeah, they, 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 they. It was, it was a rock star experience, and I was just like, why am I bothering with PlayStation? Now I will say this: a lot of people hated on Heavenly Sword because of the short time to completion. Like it was like eight to ten hours, I think, to beat the game. I enjoyed it though. Like I, I did it play through the whole game. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the cool. Um, with the uh, 
can't remember the name of it. The controller where it was motion based, like you actually have flat when you're doing exactly. catapults, the six axis. There's a catapult sequence where you actually had like aim, the catapult, ball, whatever, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so I enjoyed that, but the bulk of my gaming that I usually go to is like online based for the most part. Like we had Perfect Dark Zero. Was it Perfect Dark Zero or Perfect Dark on 360? Where we'd have multiplayer lobbies. And we'd just we'd be talking the whole time. Like it was great. And then I'd hop over place in resistance and the same buddies I go over there with and I was like, we're like, this is ass. Like <laughs> go back. Like it was just <laughs> awful experience. So I hadn't played PlayStation since then because of that. And the same thing, I bought a Wii. Same time. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. They're gonna iron this out, this online thing, online chat. Nah, never did, man. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, I'm sorry. Nope. I get it's like <laughs> the family console and you don't want people going on, you know. Last thing Nintendo wants is a modern warfare lobby like <laughs> chat, <laughs> similar chat talk showing up in their platform. I get what Nintendo's trying to do; they're trying to protect that. Yeah, Sony not so much. They just had shit tech or whatever services for that. I just eh. it was a generation Nintendo can thing. also get away with doing things that don't make any sense. Yeah, like, Nite- Nintendo taking- just does Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, I was doing research for something for the podcast and I was I watched Nintendo's 2001 E3 event where they talked about um, GameCube mm-hmm. and they specifically called out Xbox and like, hey, we know Xbox has this online thing, but we're just telling our investors right now, we think this online thing is bad. and It's not going to last forever. Mistakes were made. Which might, yeah, <laughs> mistakes were made. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I desperately still need to buy a Switch. But I might as well just wait, because apparently a new vault is coming around, around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. From everything I've read. But I It'll have played Switches. For. It'll probably be the same price. It's just going to replace, like, the current one. It'd be a yeah. better version of it. So definitely yeah. wait at this point. Yeah, but I'm also concerned with, like, the silicon shortage, like, how the price is actually going to be with that. Because you've seen what's been happening. Yeah, companies like that, the issues... The issue is going to be if it starts to impact contracts with other companies, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a huge issue with something like the Switch. I think Nintendo will, as someone who buys in bulk for their their silicon, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they they will get uh, closer in line than a single in, individual consumer who wants to mine Bitcoin. <laughs> no doubt. Speaking of cryptocurrency, completely off topic topic i started investing in cryptocurrency nice. just dabbling oh yeah I, only put, I put like 50 bucks in i was like okay I have to do it. if i lose it i'm not gonna be upset <laughs> <laughs> but i've doubled my investment so nice which, uh, which one did you do um i did oh gosh that blur is the worst auto focus come back um i did uh matic po- it's called polygon oh, matic that. yeah it did i got in at like 40 cents it jumped up to eighty. I got out, <laughs> and then it just started mm-hmm. to drop back down again. So it's one. Of, it's just one. Of, I'm just. I'm toying around with the idea of cryptocurrency right now. So, <laughs> not mining it. Just seeing how how it goes. But yeah, riding the wave. Not, I'm not. I'm not buying any meme meme coins like Doge. But <laughs> <laughs> or Safe Moon. That's another yeah, that's one. Where it gets, that's where it gets tough because like they they start to to meme and get popular, but that's when it's 
about to hit peak EA, get to it, and then it starts to drop. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm, Some people get lucky. Yeah. I mean, when Elon's tweeting about your your that your specific cur- cryptocurrency, like, it's going to shoot up. Like, it's just going to. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, completely off topic. Sorry, guys. This isn't the uh, investing crypto investing hour with, with Evan and Holden. <laughs> um, Especially Warren Buffett coming in really shortly. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. But yeah, give Mr. What's it? He owns a. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, real estate so, company. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Berkshire Hathaway over here. Um, but yeah, so we talked about Mortal Kombat earlier, mm-hmm. and this comes to us from comicbook.com. And basically, the studio that makes Injustice and Mortal Kombat, um, NetherRealm, which headed up by Ed Boon, um, is working on a Marvel fighting game. Which would be the first proper Marvel fighting game since 2017's Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Um, I wouldn't consider that a proper fighting game. Uh, that game was abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> it no, it had. I mean, it, it it was a little lackluster. It left it left some it left something to be desired from a Marvel mm-hmm. fighting game um, in 2017. But I, you know, this has me hopeful. Because NetherRealm puts out bangers for fighting games. I mean, they make Mortal Kombat. That's like the one of the pinnacles of fighting games. Yeah, and Injustice, which is another fan, you know, very, very, uh, big amongst the fighting game community. Game that people like. Um, they tend to make really dark games. I'm curious how they handle Marvel, because obviously Marvel is more yeah. lighthearted and. Uh, you can take DC Comics and go really dark with it. Oh yeah, I don't think you can take Spider Man and make him viscerally dark and ripping spines out and shit. I just don't. I'm curious how they do how they work with those those with that franchise. Yeah, it would it would be interesting. Like you know, I don't. Yeah, but like with the Injustice Gods Among Us game, which is a DC property, um, you know, with Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, <laughs> you know, all those all those characters. So they didn't necessarily have like fatalities or anything like that. It was very much a, um, it was just a solid fighting game. Um, but I'll, I'm interested in this, really, because I I do love some of the the Marvel vs. Capcom games like from generations past that were really good. Um, but I would like to see the more gritty, realistic take on a Marvel fighting game. Absolutely, yeah. And here's the thing too: is if it's a Marvel fighting game, it's got to be Avengers focused, right? Like that's when you get all the people together. I mean, I think that the the name Avengers from SquareSoft have left kind of a bad taste in people's mouths right now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they steer clear of Avengers. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, is this to like replace it and be like, oh, guys, that Avengers thing that was that didn't what happen. was that? Like, that this happen. is the Avengers game right yeah, here, right? <laughs> or would they go? Uh, would they go Deadpool? Like, let's see Deadpool in another realm game. Yo, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I can see Deadpool, like, not being the Avengers version because they want to do crazy stuff with him mm-hmm. and just bringing him into Mortal Kombat. That would be awesome. Yeah, like Deadpool, Punisher, like, those mm-hmm. two guys in, like, Mortal Kombat games, like, they, that, that fits. That tracks for me. Like, like doing a fatality against Deadpool, but he comes right back again and doesn't actually kill him because he yeah. just, like, comes back together. Exactly. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see. I mean, there's not a whole lot of details on it yet. 
Um, but I would definitely like to see uh, Nether NetherRealm's take on a Marvel uh, fighting game. And they do, you know, this is all speculation, of course. They say it's possible, but unlikely, both would be merged into a Marvel vs. DC fighting game. Oh, that'd I mean, be interesting. I mean... That, that would, would be huge. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be... Like, hey, everyone, uh, stop arguing about it on Twitter. Buy our game. Fight it out for real. Who Mike would Trump. win? <laughs> yeah. Captain yeah. America versus Batman? Who would win? Now who you would? Can, now you can actually know. Captain Marvel versus Superman? Now, now you'll know. Yep. Yep. That's... Yeah. That's uh, that's something. I, I highly doubt they would be able to have that kind of leeway with it, but it would be sweet. It would be super sweet. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Where would uh, Master Chief fit in that universe, you think? Is he in Mortal Kombat? No. No. Doom? Uh, no, is Doom guy? I know they There's did all the there. horror. Like, Michael Michael Myers is in there. I think, and Jason Voorhees is in there. Alien is in there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, Xenomorphs, man. Master Chief would get into a spat with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he'd be stuck with them in some way, but he takes everything really seriously, and they don't, so he'd be constantly annoyed by them. That would be an awesome dynamic. (laughs) That would be kind of funny. (laughs) That would be kind of funny. That'd be good. Um, So yeah, speaking of Master Chief, yeah, see how I set that up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> horrible segues. <laughs> no, expect, that was a good segue. Expect no less. Expect no less. That was a good Project segue. Uh, Halo Infinite will have crossplay and cross progression. This comes to us from Eurogamer. Um, basically, there's not much about in this article except the fact that uh, Matt Booty is quoted to note says that we know many of you play across more than just your PC, including on Xbox and mobile. Um. So they will one they're working hard with the PC community to show that Halo Infinite offers a premier PC experience and it will uh give you crossplay and cross progression on multiple platforms. So that's pretty great. The whole cross progression thing is like my favorite thing, man. That when a game implements mm-hmm. that. Like I hate having two different saves on two different platforms for the same damn game. Hundred <sighs> percent. This is also going to be Microsoft's MO, I think, for the next, well, for their future. Because with PC and Xbox kind of coming together in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. this is this is going to be a great way to differentiate Microsoft. Like, hey, all of our games have cross-progression between Xbox and PC. Smart. It's very smart. It's very smart. So, like, oh, okay, you're you're on the road, you know, you're you're going out of town, but you have your laptop with you. Okay, well, guess what? Cross-progression, you have xCloud. Your yeah. progression's going to stay. When you go back to your home and fire up your Xbox, guess what? Pick right where you left off while you're on vacation or whatever. Like, that's... Oh, that's so good. That's so good, dude. I love cross-progression. Not enough games utilize that. They just don't. Or um, they have some really backwards way of doing it, where it's like, go to your... Like, when you go from PS4 to PS5, for example, some games are like, go to your PS4, plug that back in. Upload the data to the cloud, then go back to your PS5, plug that back in, and then download. It's just like, no, the internet exists and has existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just do this automatically. <laughs> yeah, why, why isn't this like a, a, a industry standard right now? Like, this should not be this difficult. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Fez on Switch. 
And that game from 2011, I think, had mm-hmm. cloud saves built in where it would just go between consoles seamlessly. Indie game, 2011. Modern games, get your shit together. Oh my god, right? <laughs> like, and, and especially since Fez was just one guy. <laughs> yeah, like, why? Why is it, like, Indie Studio, cloud saves, like, come on. Come on, guys. Yeah. Anyway, but that's exciting. I mean, like you said, it should be their, hopefully is going to be their MO for the foreseeable future with any uh any titles um even if it's just um uh microsoft titles it's a good start there you know and then eventually mm-hmm. hopefully the third party titles will get that as well or maybe microsoft will offer that to them um but microsoft keeps buying everybody so maybe it's just gonna be every game <laughs> yeah I mean, that's possible I, mean, I don't know i don't know <laughs> I, I like I, Everybody keeps saying Microsoft has... Well, not everybody, but I've heard a lot of people say that Microsoft has won this generation with xCloud and um, Game Pass and the acquisitions. And I'm like, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> if not this generation, next generation, they are surely going to be formidable opposition to Sony. Way more so than they ever were during X- Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Um, and Microsoft, you know, they just don't stop, bro. They just no. don't stop because now they're trying to shake up PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Next, this next article comes to us from The Verge. Microsoft shakes up PC gaming by reducing the Windows Store cut to just 12%, putting pressure on Steam, who's still taking 30%. So, um, uh, starting August 1st, Microsoft is reducing its cut from 30% to just 12% um, to entice developers and studios to bring more PC games to its Microsoft store. Quote, game developers are at the heart of bringing great games to our players, and we want them to find success on our platforms. Again, a quote from Matt Booty, head of Xbox Game Studios at Microsoft. A clear no-strings-attached revenue share means developers can bring more games to more players and find greater commercial success from doing so. End quote. So, Let's talk Epic Game Store, who did this first. Your favorite. I know. I know. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. <laughs> um, they initially uh did the reduction in their store of twelve percent, or started at twelve percent. I can't remember if it was a reduction or they just blanket just started it with twelve percent. Um, as their cut, they're taken from devs that publish in their in their ecosystem. Now Microsoft Store is doing the same. Do you think Steam at any point is going to say, yeah, maybe we should really start matching that? Or Steam could be like, we're too fucking big. We don't got to do dick all <laughs> to match what these <laughs> other guys are doing. I mean, Steam, is, Steam responded to Epic Game Store where like they'll take it a percentage based on how much money you're making on their platform. Once you reach a certain threshold, they, I think, I can't remember, they start reducing it, I believe. Um, so they've done that, but I do think this will put pressure on them to make a flat rate lower lower tier mm-hmm. um but the, the real question i think you bring up a good point that steam is so much bigger developers still stand to make more money with their game on steam with a 30 percent commission than they would having sales on epic games epic game store doesn't actually sell as many games as you'd think steam overwhelmingly outbeats 
So developers will still make more money on Steam than they would on Epic Games Store, and I'm sure it would be the case with Microsoft Store, unless they really shake things up there. Either way, I think the 12% cut's a good thing. I think just um, from... Better yeah. direction to go. Yeah, I think 12% unilaterally across the board for all devs would just be a phenomenal move just in the industry whole as a whole. Um, but as far as relating to Steam, it's yeah, it's kind of like if you're if you're a developer, you know, in you, you want to publish a game, where are you going to publish it? Yes, they're taking 30%. But they have, you know, quadruple the user base. You know, you get, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just an age old kind of business thing. You go where the people are. Yeah. You know, to sell a product. Um, if the people are in Steam in this case, so that's where you want to put your product. You stand to gain more with with volume versus the other two stores. Absolutely. So and an Epic Game Store has not proven like there was a story recently that they have 700 million in revenue and how great that is their you know user mm-hmm. base is now at 160 million plus players but if you compare that to last year's number it's actually really bad news for epic because they had 108 million players last year they increased like 52 million players right mm-hmm. but the revenue only went from six 680 million to 700 million right which means that their revenue is not growing along with their increased user base which means people are just buying they are they're just uh taking the free games they get every week from epic game store not buying anything on the store yep i am that guy (laughs) (laughs) and then going to steam and still buying their main games there so it's really as you're kind of pointing out being big like it's just a matter of if windows and epic games can get the market share of people buying games in the store then steam will get that pressure then things will change but it's not certain if that's what's going to happen yet. So, yeah, totally. And again, like, I, I mean, full transparency, I have not yet to buy a game from the Epic Game Store. I have pretty much received a whole library, <sighs> excuse me, a whole library of free titles, <laughs> some of which are duplicates that of what I already have in my Steam library or Steam account available or my Xbox, you know, account available, you know, they're free. I mean, you're dumb not yeah, to go not? get them. Like, it's it's silly. Like, why would you not just install another launcher that are giving you, you know, almost 50 to $100 of free games every month? Like, that, yeah. why wouldn't you do that? Right? So, and correct me wrong, they have like a launcher in Epic Games mm-hmm. that incorporates their Steam games as well. No, right? No, they don't. Oh, interesting. Okay. No, if that functions there, I'm not aware of it. It does not incorporate my Steam games. Um, okay. The uh, GOG Galaxy um, will do that. Okay. So they have a launcher that will incorporate all your other games from all the other launchers. Um. In the single launcher. So it's like your launchers inside your launchers. <laughs> inside a launcher. Anyway. Um, yeah, you know, Epic Games recently made the move that you can buy Spotify from within Epic Games Store and stuff. You know, a couple months ago, they, they, they announced I'm like, okay. <laughs> why, why, why would I go to another middleman? Why don't I just go to Spotify.com? But whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it on popular opinion, but Epic Games yeah. Store is just a really strange thing. Thing, and I, I can't wait. So, um, 
that's going to wrap it up for the, the news section. We're going to get into the general topic, um, lovingly titled The Hot Tub Meta. Um, because if you have noticed on Twitch, just chatting is a slew of streams that are just women in their bikinis or bathing suits in a hot tub talking enticing all these simps to rain dollars among them <laughs> and i just want to get some thoughts on it so um seems to be a prevalent thing uh i have I, you know i kind of I kind of straddle in a line here, like <laughs> with with how I feel about it. Um, but I'll let you the floor. I'll let you have the floor on this one to start holding, if you want. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things of kind of unfair competition. <laughs> um, kind of unfair competition. But why know what? That's what they want to do. It's not like anyone's forcing them to do it. It's their own individual choice, their body, their rights, kind of thing. Um, go for it. Do what you want. Um, not how I pick to watch my content. I would like to hear good commentary. If they're making good commentary in the hot tubs, yeah, I'll listen to it. But it works. You can't deny that it works, and they're definitely going to get traction doing that. Kind of like, yeah, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. Right. I'm going to take the libertarian approach on this one. Libertarian. Hey, there you go. Libertarian approach. There you go. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I as far as like, they have every right to. Um, stream what they want as long as they're not breaking any TOS you know for Twitch if that's the content that they want to put out there that objective they're objectifying themselves to, to their audience right there's a certain level like you can't go in there blind like oh why would they objectify me you're in a hot tub in a bikini like come on like you, you're gonna get a you have to expect a certain amount of flack coming at you for for doing that don't pretend that you're you know you, there's no intent behind your your stream or yeah. your content um it's not they have a deep love of hot tubs and they wanted to share that with the world i mean correct maybe it's not it's, maybe right they know what they're doing they know what they're doing um yeah it's not like hey let's go do a tutorial on how to service your hot tub you know like no um <laughs> they're like writing rubber duck inflatables or like uh, other or banana inflatables, so th <clears throat> take that what you will from it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, that's got to be put out fine. But don't get upset when you get a certain level of um, of attracting certain trolling from men or expectation from other males in your stream, possibly. Um, you better have serious moderators. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and, and that's fine, but I'm just like, is this what content has come down to? Like, it's, it's the path of least resistance. I mean, if you're a young woman or even an older woman and you have, you know, you're attractive, why not? Sure, make the money while you can. I'm not going to hate on that. Like, it's not the content I want to watch. Like, I'm not... You know, like if and I'm just chatting, I'm looking for podcasts or educational or, you know, informative type stuff, not just very bland conversation of from a <laughs> from a girl in a hot tub. Like, I, I, 
I can, you know. Uh, uh. So. The way it is. It is, it is, but then you, you get, you know, the other side of it is like, oh, we don't like simp culture. Well, you know, we're going to ban the word simp on Twitch. Well, you're, <laughs> you're, you're perpetuating simp culture with these streams that are on the front page of just chatting. Like, I don't understand. It's like punishing the drug user, but not punishing the drug dealer. That's a good way. That's that's good. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. totally, I that's guess totally good. I think drugs should be legalized, to be clear, like my analogy there. <laughs> like, well, it's a libertarian approach, right? So, like, yeah, you have a choice to do what you want. If you want to put heroin in your body and possibly die from it, that is, that's your choice. Not trying to get too political. We don't get too political on this show, but it, freedom. You yeah. have the freedom of choice. Yeah. You have the freedom to do stupid things. If they hurt you, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, that's okay. All right. Yeah. If you want to put yourself out there in that way, it's your choice. If people want to watch that content because that's what they want to watch, their choice, I'll make my own choice. Exactly. Exactly. So I know, you know, a lot of a lot of people are like, how am I supposed to compete with this? You know, I'm just a dude game, you know, streaming a game. Well, you, you can't. You can't compete with that unless you are like Chris Hemsworth shirtless playing Rocket League <laughs> or something like I, I, I don't know. You know, like I would I would I would push back on that, though, because there's a lot of like male Twitch streamers who are not like the most handsome people like by like an you know objective like you know uh the Greek ideal kind of like perspective sure. or um take on it but like take like a moist critical do you know moist critical nope not aware the not guy aware. the guy has like super long hair a big like you know greasy beard and uh, just literally wears like a white t-shirt and sweatpants he's just this like lanky kind of dude but that guy's content's hilarious and he's so funny. <laughs> okay. So like he'll get his he'll get his audience based on his personality and his consistency with streaming and it's just content. So I think there's still competition there for sure. Okay. That that's a good again, you know, my my level of stream particular streamer awareness, right, is like obviously Ninja Shroud, Dr. Disrespect. Um, there's another guy I've started watching recently. I kind of like him a lot. He's a, he's a Canadian dude. Seems to be doing well. Staycation, I think mm-hmm. is his, is his handle. Um, you know, so he, you know, he'll get over like 1k viewers concurrently, you know, in his streams and stuff like that. And he's just, just an all around good dude. And I like his content. He's a good player, you know, so that's, that's stuff I look out for, but yeah, you know, you see like, you know, 5k concurrent viewers and I'm just like, it's a single shot. <laughs> Hot toast streams, <laughs> like this is this is this is what we've come down to with streaming platforms. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna get political with this, uh, but there is a political streamer that I will watch. His name is Destiny. Okay, and he makes I think really good content. But the guy also clearly doesn't shower before he gets on camera, and his hair is just this like discombobulated mess. It's super greasy, and he'll be like having a debate with someone on like I don't know. Um, like immigration or something like that and he'll just be eating pizza like while he's debating that's amazing people. that's amazing he also, <laughs> he also like actually recently he debated um this guy named richard wolf who is like a a professor who is um i mean he, he calls himself a marxist professor of economics so like he's a legit guy he's a he's a uh, a serious voice on the left 
and like Destiny debated him, and it got like twenty thousand concurrent viewers. Um, and again, Destiny's there with like his greasy hair, just like chilling in his living room, um, <laughs> like laughing at this guy, and it's just like, yeah, it it works out. It works, it works out. out. There we go. But yeah, so I guess that's yeah. I guess that's our brief, you know, venture into the topic of the hot tub made. I'll see, you know, how long it sticks around for. I have a feeling it's just a honestly, it's just another um, streaming fad to hop in on and ride the wave and you know get as much as you can out of it until the next fad comes along and that'll be the wave to ride. Um, yeah, as we've streaming seen. in sun tanning booth the the next one. Why not? Why not? You know, yeah. Um, that'll be the next one. But all right, that's gonna wrap up the hot tub meta, and we are gonna move on to unpopular opinion. This is a part of the show where one of us shares an unpopular opinion about a video game topic. Uh, could be like I said, video game related. Could be life related. Could be any subject, except for we don't really do the politics thing so much. Um, but then the floor is that person's to discuss their unpopular opinion. And have discussion or discourse about it. So tonight, Holden has gr- is going to grace us with an unpopular opinion, and I think it's referring to who, what the uh, Epic versus Apple lawsuit that uh, court case actually happens on Monday. So uh, okay. Monday, May third, very soon. Um, just a little little plug. I made a video essay where I read through the legal documents for for both sides and kind of shared my takeaway. Um, there's obviously way too much to talk about <laughs> on that subject, so I'll keep it to like not everything. But basically, I feel like Epic is being hugely, massively disingenuous with literally, every, and I know this is kind of hyperbolic, but I truly mean this with every claim that they make in their legal document. It was absurd some of their points that they make. Um, but I want to stick to one just to give an idea of um, how malicious this is. Okay. There's something called Project Liberty within Epic. Never heard of it. Yeah, this is messed up, man. So just to give the little disclaimer on this, <clears throat> Project Liberty is a media manipulation um, initiative within Epic to, quote, influence consumers, media, and policymakers. This comes from Apple's legal filing, um, but it comes from emails at, at, at Epic. So like, it's all direct quotes from Epic's own emails and epic doesn't deny it in their own legal case they actually specifically mention project liberty by name in their own legal case what? and just and the only thing they say is hey we couldn't have told apple about project liberty because otherwise they wouldn't have let us put up the update to fortnite where we bypass their payments they basically said yes we did something nefarious but we only did it that way because we think apple did something nefarious so they literally have created a nonprofit called the a coalition for app fairness that incorporates other companies and they use this to lobby politicians to pay people in the media to share opinions about basically their goal was to make the coverage of this whole epic games apple fiasco um to give it neutral to positive coverage but not negative coverage which kind of lines up with how this has been talked about like at worst i've heard yeah all right epic act is a little nefarious but they did it for a good cause and it <laughs> <laughs> totally lines up with like what you've I've seen in the media. Um, there was a an interview with Amy Klobuchar, who is a senator um, who is pushing for antitrust legislation. And one of the companies she's specifically going after is Apple. Oh, and the wow. company she mentions as like being harmed by them is companies in the Coalition for App Fairness and associated with that. So she's like 
clearly like bought into and probably likely being lobbied by by this and it's just really um it's really really shady on their part especially when and i elaborate much more on this in the full video but um it's clearly had a really strong relationship with apple and they're just using this whole thing as a ploy to bolster their business and make more money off of the the epic game store but like crazy it is truly insane what they're are trying to do and i push back completely on this idea that it is to help consumers and to like benefit the consumer and here's mm-hmm. a really small example of this they say the 12 percent cut will allow developers to charge less therefore pass the savings on to consumers mm-hmm. but do you know who doesn't live up to this epic epic, epic doesn't epic charges the same price for v bucks even on their own store even though they don't share any of that with anyone else but when they get a 30 percent cut they still just charge 80 bucks so like they don't change their practice but they're telling everyone else hey guys you know developers are going to be doing this just 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 you wait it'll happen we won't do it but we think other people will so it's obvious that they want to reduce these cuts so that they just get more profit for themselves and again i don't mind if the 30 percent cut goes down it's not my my gripe um but it's just like the way they're doing it is so malicious and i just feel like this will likely hurt the conversation if this were to get out in a serious way but it's i don't think it's going to at this point um it's just yeah i don't know like i Again, I elaborate far more on it in in my uh, video essay, but like it's really, really crazy how much like none of their arguments hold up to almost any scrutiny whatsoever. That's, that's crazy, um, dude. It's it's kind of nuts. Um, yeah. So your unpopular opinion is, Epic is not as philanthropic as they appear. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> this is totally a big business. Hundred wow. percent. I would go as far as to say there's zero philanthropic. That's crazy, man. That is that is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I'll have to check out that video, man. Um, I'll get the link to it, and we'll, we'll leave it in the, the show notes, the description below in the video, and in the uh, show notes on audio platforms as well, with any other links to any of the stuff we talked about as well. Um, so, Epic Games. So, I, I've sided with Epic Games because I, before this, before I've, I knew all this, I didn't take a deep dive on it like you have, of course. Um you know, did they do something outside of uh, Apple's TOS? Yes, they did. 100%. Like, there's no denying that. Like, so yeah, what, what happened should have happened, you know? You, you, you break the rules that you agreed to to publish your stuff on that particular storefront or platform, then, uh, yeah, you kind of deserve to have your stuff pulled. I mean, simple as that. Um, but I do think... Apple, I struggle with Apple. I want to like them. And the only reason I can say I like Epic is because they give me free stuff. Like, let, let's just be honest, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a simple creature. Like, oh, you give me free stuff. Huh? Okay, cool. Free, stuff that? free stuff's like great. Free stuff. free stuff is great. Apple can't even be fucking bothered to give you a charger now with their new phones. So it's kind of like, you know, like, <laughs> like you see what I'm getting at here? Like, yeah, everything, they're big business too. They're, they're totally big business, and they're always they seem more against um, you know giving the consumer something than than Epic's you know seeming intentions may be. So you know Apple being it's like the lesser of two evils. 
in my in my head. Like, Epic is not great. Apple's not great either when it comes to the consumer, right? We're all consumers. I think, you know, Apple, as far as their cut of the App Store, they know they're the biggest game in town when it comes to App Stores. You know, they have the largest market share uh, in the smartphone spectrum. So it's kind of like... you, it's kind of like a Steam thing again. Like they have the largest volume, they could stand to to reduce their cut. So this is where the kind of conversation of monopoly comes into play because they they aren't acting like a monopoly because they follow the industry trends. Monopolies don't follow industry trends. Monopolies will undercut the industry to benefit themselves, flush out the other competition and then raise prices back up again. But if they're playing along with 30% cut, just like everybody else is, it's not really like, so by the time that the app store came and they offered a 30% cut, Microsoft uh, or the Xbox marketplace was doing a 30% cut. The um, Sony PlayStation store was doing a 30% cut. Steam was doing a 30% cut. They just did what everyone else was doing. And it turns out they were more profitable at it because obviously the iPhone is a bigger product than an sure. xbox or a playstation just sure. like are we really going to be upset at them for making a lot of money versus them acting right. like, and, and like monopoly yeah, it's right. it's tough because they are insanely profitable yeah and i'm not mad i'm I'm not mad at any company's success right mm-hmm. but at one point you say yes they followed suit with 30 percent, 30 percent, 30 percent, but 30 percent of a four dollar app versus 30 percent of a 60 70 dollar game to a developer, like, you know, at, at scale, you know, like, I think, well, is it, is it six and one half dozen the other? I, I don't know. So, so I, I guess, like, with that, like, does a developer, the developer will budget in mind knowing they're going to have that only get 70% True. of it. True. So if, like, they're not budgeting their company, if they're budgeting their company for 100% of the cut and they fail, that's their fault. True. There, True. There's a clear, rule in in the industry of 70% cut is what the developer gets so it doesn't I don't think it actually harms the developer it it's more that it will benefit a developer if the cut is is less because they'll get more money but it's not like the 30% cuts actually hurting them they just True. benefit from the lower right right yeah yeah uh, i think i mean and like you said they're they're following the industry standard that other that other platforms are following so you can't be mad at that but you just because they were more successful at it because of their devices, you know, they have a unified software hardware platform. So, oh man, I just don't want to like Apple. I just don't. I think that's what it boils <laughs> down to. Them, I think that's what makes them an easy target for this kind of thing. Yeah. I don't talk about this as much in my video because um, it's more speculative, but I feel like there is absolutely like a vitriol against Apple. I'm not even saying it's unjustified. Um, they do some weird stuff sometimes I'll definitely criticize them for. Um, but it's an easy target. It's easy. It's easy to hate Apple. I think. Yeah. Well, th- yes, I think it, it's easy to hate Apple, but sometimes they make it easy. Oh yeah. Oh, I totally get it. I'm not saying <laughs> it's like unjustified. It easy. Like, yeah. They can. They can definitely. What was the um, getting rid of the like the cable in, uh, in the box? Like they were the ones who brought smartphones up to a thousand dollars. Like they're, mm-hmm. they definitely pushed that that boundary quite a bit getting rid of the 
headphone jack adapter inside after a few years when they got rid of the headphone jack. Like there are definitely things that like literally or understandably piss people off. Yes, I love my headphone jack right there. Pixel baby. <laughs> Android for life. Um but yeah, well thank you for sharing that man. That was that's really good. Um let us know in the comments below guys what you think about Holden's unpopular opinion about Epic and its <laughs> game store and its practices. And be sure to check out again link in the description below Holden's uh, video essay on that whole that whole topic um so yeah that's, it's actually that's... part of a whole new series on our show called the grind which is where i basically just like pour through it and research as much as possible on the subject and then kind of report back on what i find it's like monthly every last friday okay. of every month look forward to it. okay fantastic man well that's gonna wrap it up for us holden thank you again for joining us let everybody know where they can find you where they can find Reen spawn aim fire all the affable idiot stuff the floor is yours. Uh, Self-promo away. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm on a video game podcast called Respawn Aim Fire, which is a part of a kind of a parent of affable idiots. We also offer a kind of a goofy whatever kind of goes um, show called uh, AWY and also with you with my friend Chad and his friend Jesse. And then we also now have The Grind, our new show there. Um, so you can get lots of video game content and lots of kind of goofy fun stuff. Awesome. What about social? Where can people find you on social? Oh yeah, at Responding Fire, and then I have a um, Twitter account uh, at Holden Departo, where I just constantly throw out hot takes that I think piss people off. <laughs> I like those hot takes. I'm not gonna lie, I comment on some of them, and I'm just like, yeah, I see this. I see, I see you and Chad getting into things about oatmeal. You know, it's pretty great. Definitely follow them. There's some there's some interesting banner between him and Chad on Twitter for sure. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, Chad and I are friendly. We also definitely see things differently. <laughs> For sure. For sure. All right, guys, well, let's go wrap it up. Um, again, you can follow us on Twitter at Fresh Takes Pod. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok at Fresh Takes Gaming. Podcast platforms around the world at Fresh Takes Gaming. And as always, the best game is the game you like to play and how you like to play it. We'll see you next time, y'all. Take care. <laughs>